Welcome to another episode of Spotlight with Shubham. Today on Spotlight we have Ronwin with us. She is a human design and intuitive reader who specializes in self-care and self-discovery, empowering your loved ones and bringing human design to education. Welcome Ronwin. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and uh, we're looking forward uh, to our conversation. I'm excited. And with that, um, tell us about yourself and how you got started as a coach. Yeah, so I got started with coaching about two years ago. Um, I was a teacher for 15 years before that and decided to shift my, um, I guess, where I was headed and how I was teaching to the coaching world instead of teaching in a classroom. So I think I still do a lot of the same things as I did in my former day job, but it's just a little bit more personal, more one-on-one now. And I really love it. And I love, you know, all things coaching. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And mm-hmm. and just uh, uh, from, a, uh, from a time standpoint, timeline standpoint, you said you were a teacher and um, you have been doing this coaching for how long? Um, just so for about... Coaching. Two years now. And so I had a a year of overlap there where I was finishing out teaching and then kind of jumped full time into the coaching. Um, And so I've been doing the coaching for two years and, you know, learning all things human design and intuition. And it's, it's been really fun and really meaningful getting to share that with other people. Awesome. And tell us uh, with that uh, good segue, I tell us more about what is, uh, what is, uh, uh, who's an intuitive coach and what is a human design uh, reader or a reading uh, for that matter. Yeah, so it's pretty unique. Not everybody knows about it. Very few people know about it, I think. Sure. Human design, I kind of liken it to if astrology or a personality test like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs like came together and had this really specific baby. So you use your um, birth information and you get a chart and it tells you all about how your energy is meant to interact with the world. And a lot of times when we start to work through a person's chart, we can see where shadows and conditioning are popping up, where, you know, society, parents, education, all of those things have had an effect on a person. And a lot of times we really find validation in who we are and who we've been our whole lives. And we realize that these things that we were considering flaws our entire life are actually our superpowers. So it's a way of reframing how we do things, how we interact with the world. So we find ease and flow. And then the intuitive side um, is a little bit separate, but they do go together uh, hand in hand, especially for me, as far as my own personal human design goes. Mm -hmm. So um, I developed my intuitive abilities. I like to say, I think everybody has intuitive abilities, but society kind of makes us go, oh no, you know, psychic medium stuff is weird. I'm not going to share that with the world. So we dampen it. But in the past two or so years, I've been really developing that and getting in touch with my intuition and being able to tap into that information and using it to help people. And part of my human design is I'm a splenic projector, which means I'm somebody, a projector, somebody who's here to teach and to guide people. And my splenic authority, which is how I make decisions, is all about my intuition. So for me, tapping into my intuition and learning that has helped me make decisions and become a healthier version of myself too. So it's been a really cool journey, kind of meshing the two together and then using those to help other people. Nice. That's uh, uh, that's that's a good um, 
very uh, quick high level sort of uh, uh, description of what it is and that definitely gives me some idea because we all all have heard about intuition and and to me like we were chatting earlier that um, to me intuition is more of a gift uh, like that's that's how I've always thought of but but it's great to know that it's it's something that can be can be learned and improved uh, on as well and that's what you help with I believe. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's one aspect of my coaching business is intuitive development and how do you tap back into that? Because I would venture to guess most people can think about a time, especially way back when they were younger, probably, where they did feel some sort of maybe connection to the other side or some intuitive ability, um, maybe knowing the future, having a dream of the future, you know, picturing something in your head or hearing something and then it coming true. And then we just kind of don't give it any credit and realize that it's actually a, a big powerful gift and we just say oh it's just coincidence it was just deja vu it was yeah. whatever it was but you know most of the time that's not what it is it's something bigger than that so um, I love working with people to help kind of develop that and realize um, basically learn how to trust it because mm -hmm. a lot of times things will come up and you're just for me, my intuition comes through clear audience, which is words. So I just have these words kind of pop into my head. And when I first started doing readings for people, you know, whether it was psychic or medium re readings, I was like, I think I'm just making this stuff up. Like, I think these words are just coming to my head. I'm just saying it. But I, as soon as I started to interact with people on, um, you know, the people I was doing the readings with, they're like, oh no, that hyper specific thing you just said actually really resonates with me. So for example, I was doing a reading with somebody and a blue ribbon popped up. I was like, I don't know why this blue ribbon keeps popping up, but I'm going to share it and just tell you that I see a blue ribbon. And she knew immediately I was connecting with her dad and had like this sentimental story of the swim, swim meet that she had like failed miserably at and gotten this blue ribbon for, but she and her dad always laughed about the blue ribbon. So it's trusting what comes up and um, just going for it. That's that's very very interesting because uh, because I think with my personal experience I I do remember like like you said a lot of folks when they are young and the kids they have this intuitive capability and and then it gets lost somewhere so I I felt like when I was uh, younger that I have intuition and um, it, it sometimes it it turns out to be right uh, but uh, then I think uh, which may be true for other folks as well that. A lot of times it it doesn't turn out to be right, and then we start, but then we start to question it, it, it as a coincidence, like you, like you said, uh, and and probably sometimes you dream and things like that, and it's like, hey, that didn't turn out to be right, because I think we are not trained at that time, and it's not, it's it's in very raw form, and and that's where we stop, start to stop believing into that, that hey, uh, hey, it was wrong last time, it was not right, so probably I should not even trust it going forward or something like that, I guess. Yeah. And it could be about timing too, because sometimes it doesn't happen the way you see it or think it or experience it in the moment. Right. And then you don't realize that later on down the road, it actually happens. So sometimes yeah. it's just about the timing of it all. And so it really is developing that trust in it and knowing, you know, maybe it's not going to be a hundred percent, right. A hundred percent of the time, but mm -hmm. a lot of the time it will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think like you're saying, just trusting and knowing that and that part is is what's uh, gonna make it click. Um, so that's awesome. And you, uh, you you touched on earlier that you uh, working with your clients, um, you have seen that uh, a lot of times, which people are thinking as flaws, uh, they are in fact their superpowers. Uh, give us an example or walk us through that. Like what what does that mean? 
Yeah, I can give you some personal examples. So it's just kind of a quick overview. In human design, there are five energy types. There's the uh, manifestors, generators, manifesting generator, which is kind of a combo of the two, projectors, which is what I am, and then reflectors, which are super rare, less than 1% of the population. And most of your people are going to be either a generator or a manifest, manifesting generator. That's 70% of the population. And those are the people that are here to do the like do a lot of work, but do the work that lights them up, and they have a ton of energy. The other types don't have as much energy. So for example, I'm a projector. And when I found out that I was a projector, I found out I'm only designed to work about two to three hours a day. But in those two to three hours, I am extremely efficient. And so when I go back and look at my life, I've been living as a generator type. I've been a teacher who's had multiple jobs and I would be working 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day sometimes when really energetically I'm designed to only work two to three hours a day. And there's some little factors like centers and things like that that can, that can sometimes boost that amount. So maybe I could work like five hours a day. But forever, I was like, why am I so tired? And I would get to, you know, maybe Thanksgiving break or some break in the school year. And I'd be at my parents' house and I'd lay on the couch and I'd be so exhausted because I've been going, going, going. And then my parents or my family, you know, makes a joke about me being lazy. So I had this conditioning in my head that I'm lazy. And like, why am I so tired? I can't keep up with all of these people who have this energy to work. Well, it's because I'm a projector. I'm designed to use my gifts, my wisdom to help other people in a shorter amount of time. And so now I'm living a life where I honor that. I'm not teaching. I'm not working all day. I'm able to, with coaching, you know, work in smaller chunks throughout the day and really help people one-on-one -on -one or in like a group coaching class and use my energy more efficiently so then I can be more successful. So now I can see how being a projector and that different use of energy is really a superpower. It's not a flaw. I'm not lazy. I was designed to be this way. And so throughout the human design chart, there's so many different examples of those, you know, for every design type and every design is so specific. Um, you know, there's just millions of times that pops up and people are like, you know, I've been judging myself for that for my entire life. And here it right. is. Now I have validation. And it's really cool to see that. That's amazing. And and um, is this, uh, I'm curious, like uh, so many questions I have, but one of the questions, like, is, is this something that is uh, like uh, scientific? Is, is, is that something that's been proven as well? Or it's more um, of uh, a traditional sort of art because a lot of spiritual sort of things and astronomy and all of those, although there's science behind it, but they're not in line with the modern uh, sort of logical thinking that that the society has so, so just curious like is this something that has been uh, kind of validated with the modern logical sort of thinking that hey um, sort of validation there so it's when it was kind of downloaded created by a man named Ra Aruhu it, it sort of was bringing together a bunch of modalities like astrology the chakra system um, the Kabbalah tree of life uh, what else? And it does have some aspects of quantum physics in it. However, if you bring it to your modern scientists, they're probably going to look at it and be like, no, this isn't, you know, if I do scientific tests, this probably is not going to turn out to be right. But then you right. go and look at, you know, all the traditional like spiritual healing aspects of things. And 
people are probably going to be like, oh yeah, this is true. Every time I talk to somebody, there's so much that resonates for people. So I know in my heart that like, this is accurate stuff, but it is more along the lines of like the ancient healing modalities. I think more than that, even though it does have aspects of that quantum physics in it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Cause, cause I can see like a lot of folks who are, cause, cause it's, it's like different personalities out there. And I'm sure you must've seen it. Like not everyone believes in spirituality and, and that sort of thing. There are different sort of thoughts and also, so I guess this is going to attract the clients who, who have belief in that sort of modality rather than something that, Hey, give me, give me a plus B equals C kind of thing. And has that been proven 500 times in the past or not that kind of thing right exactly it yeah. it is gonna definitely attract more of the the first type but it also I think it comes to people when they're ready for it too so I know tons of people who have said human design crossed their path like three times before they finally paid attention and they were like whoa this is life-changing yeah. so um so sometimes it just depends on timing and sometimes those you know quote-unquote logical people can be kind of shifted and changed once they open their minds to it and see right you know, how much information there is and resonance there is in it. But it's kind of funny too, because you can look at a human design chart and be like, is this person a more logical person who sees patterns and routines or, you know, more, you know, open-minded and, you know, open to different ways of thinking and seeing things. So it's kind of cool that you can see that in people's charts too. Absolutely. No, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, That's, that's pretty cool. Um, Awesome. So, uh, so, uh, Another thing you you did mention that you earlier that you do work with uh, with coaches uh, to make them become more intuitive. So so talk to us talk to us about that. Uh, how does that work, and what changes uh, or results that you have seen in that regards? Yeah, so I do have a little one on one mentorship, and it's basically kind of just like a 30 minute session and you can come back as many times as you want. Um, But we just kind of go through different activities or different ways to practice receiving your intuition, almost through like some meditation and then like writing down kind of what comes up. But the key is you have somebody to practice it with. Um, I think for a lot of people, like you can kind of trust, trust the stuff that comes up to some extent, but when it's coming up in regards to somebody else, there's always that question mark of like, does this actually resonate with the person or not? So I'm able to sort of in that container of that mentorship offer, you know, like a a guinea pig. I can be your guinea pig. You can practice on me. You don't necessarily know all the details of my life. So I can give you, you know, this little exercise to practice on. You can come back to me. Um, see what comes up and I can share what resonates for me. So like, if you get stuff about my work trajectory or my family, like what's coming up for you. And I can tell you, oh, this is where that shows up in my life, or this is where, um, you know, this hasn't shown up yet. And in times when I've done that, it's funny too, because there'll be, there's always things that don't land. And mm-hmm. even when I do readings, there's since I don't land with the person, but I always say file that away. Cause it could come up later or it could come up in a different setting. And I know for one example, something was coming up for one of the people I was mentoring. And I was like, you know, that, that doesn't resonate for me now, but I'll let you know if it comes up. And he messaged me the next day and said that he, um, I think it was something about Florida and like surfing. And he, 
was at the grocery store and the car next to him said like surfer girl and it was the Florida plate and her car was um, like dead and needed the battery jumped or whatever. So like it showed up for him the next day. So he was just receiving information for himself as opposed to nice. about me. So it's just kind of funny, you know, to see how the information comes up. But I think the biggest thing is it's just a safe place to practice because how often you get to practice that skill? It's not, yeah. you know, that's not something that's really common or easy to practice with other people. And a lot of times we get in our own heads about, you know, is this real? Am I making this up or whatever it might be? That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. I know that that's great. Um, uh, and just uh, from a type of client standpoint, there's one part where you help coaches. So that that is one part we just mm -hmm. discussed. And the other part, which we were talking about earlier, like your client. So what type of clients do you work with? Um, uh, we, we did touch on this thing that from mindset standpoint, also that they are now ready for this type of mentality. But, but that at the same time, um, um, the question is more about what type of results uh, is, is someone looking for uh, and, and what are those type of clients uh, when they come to you? Yeah, I have a whole spectrum of clients. It's really anybody who's, you know, the biggest, um, I guess, pool of people I work with are people who are on a healing journey. They're ready to find some change in their life. They're trying to find their purpose. You know, they're looking for some transformation or healing. So those are the majority of the people I work with and we tap into their human design or bring in the intuitive readings to see what comes up and to kind of dig into their shadow and conditioning and to go through that whole process during the coaching or even just one-on-one -on -one sessions um, with human design. But then I also have parents come in a lot. So a lot of parents, you know, sometimes, and I'm a mom, so sometimes you don't know what to do with your kid anymore. Like you've tried all the things, you're like, what do I do? Well, looking at their human design, you can get all this information about your child that you never would have thought of. And it can give you so much compassion and empathy for who they are as a person that it just changes your mindset on how you approach parenting them. And same could be said for any relationship too. So I've had couples come to me. Um, I've had people come to me with like their parents chart or their siblings chart and be like, you know, help me unpack what's going on with this person so I can have more compassion and empathy. Like for example, my sister and I were estranged for about a year and a half. And during that time is when I discovered human design. And so I started to look at her chart and instead of being so triggered by things, I was like, okay, this is what she's dealing with this. This is why she's doing this. It has nothing to do with me. It's just part of her design and her life and her process. And I can have compassion and empathy for that. And whatever comes from it will come from it. And you know, now we're in a good place, but it gave me a lot at the time that I really needed. And so it can be awesome, an awesome tool for anybody looking to, you know, find some peace in any sort of relationship that they have. So, you know, I've done readings for kids, um, you know, and their parents, I have a, a reading called like little humans and their design. And so I'll work with the parent for half an hour, and then I'll tell the kid about their design in little kid friendly terms, depending on how old they are. Um, so I have that. And then I've worked with people in their 60s who are, you know, still trying to find their purpose in life, especially after retirement or things like that. So right. the whole spectrum and it's amazing and rewarding in every aspect. Awesome. So, so it does sound like uh, do it sooner than later uh, in that sense, because if, if someone wants to find the purpose rather than finding the purpose at 60 or 50, find it at 30, 20, uh, 40 kind of thing, right? 
Yeah, and I think it just helps just from my own experience, you learn how you're best made to make decisions. And for most of us, we're making decisions from our mind, which is causing all these mental health issues. I know I struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. As mm. soon as I learned about human design and my what's called authority, how I make decisions, and I tapped into that and listened to it, I have no anxiety anymore. It is not something I deal with. And it was something that was in my life all day, every day for you know 35 years plus. Um, so just little benefits like that and just making life flow and easier and finding peace and contentment and joy and you know, the sooner you can get to it, the better, I think. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's great to know. Um, um, I myself have, uh, am now thinking I should, I should definitely do that reading. <laughs> um, so, so that's awesome. So uh, one thing um, on that, another question that comes up, which sort of is, is tied to the previous one. So, so the, the, the thing that you touched on the anxiety part, that's great. And, and a lot of people actually uh, go through that. Uh, so, so you, and you touched on different sort of personality types, like some people are um, sort of 70, 80% of people, like you said, are, are okay doing a lot of work, right? And and others at 20, 30%, there are two types. Uh, so with that, I'm, I'm just curious, like um, this society and then this whole structure is set up in a way where we have been taught from day one that, hey, more work, more results, maybe more peace uh kind of thing which definitely never turned no i wouldn't say never but most cases won't doesn't turn out uh in that equation like that equation but but i'm curious like when when you found out that you're designed to work only three hours and let's say there are other clients who is a CEO or a manager who's working 12 hours and has to work 10 to 12 hours or probably eight hours, let's even not go 10, 12 hours, seven, eight hours every day to get things done, which they are mm -hmm. uh, responsible for. How, 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 do, how do your clients deal with that? And when they find out, is it more like a complete change in, in lifestyle and, and jobs and things like that? I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, how, how does that happen? say there's a spectrum and I would say even for myself sometimes baby steps so for example when I first discovered human design I was teaching in a general education classroom so I was teaching second grade and you know with kids all day every day so like okay how can I protect my energy because my energy is very also I have a lot of open centers that are really picking up on other people's energy, their feelings, their thoughts, their worries and I was just emotionally drained by the end of the day so how can I figure out some exercises first that can protect my energy, but then how can I tweak my schedule if possible to make it better suit my energy? So what, did I, what I did is I um, went back into teaching elementary music, so which is something I had done previously. And so then I was able to just be with kids in 45 minute chunks and I wasn't attached emotionally or energetically to one group of kids too much. And the way my schedule was built is I would teach for two and a half hours, then I'd have this big lunch planning chunk in the middle of my day to kind of reset my energy. And then I teach for two and a half more hours. So I still had to work an eight hour day, but I was able to figure out a schedule or something that connected to my energy a little bit better and then worked my way out of the classroom. And I'm still in like an experimental phase where I'm like, okay, how can I because you have to make money, you have to support your family, whatever lifestyle you want. 
So how can I organize my day? So I'm still making the money that I need to survive, but it suits my energy better. So sometimes it's just experimenting with, can I work for 90 minutes and take a chunk of time? Then work for 90 minutes, take a chunk of time. Can I delegate to some people who um, are more, or who are able, those generator types that are able to handle more of the energy all the time? Like how can I build a team where everybody is working within their own energy the best way possible? So sometimes human design within the business aspect, like looking at your coworkers and stuff is really fascinating too, to see, okay, where can we have our strengths and all work together as a team? So sometimes it's just playing around and experimenting with, okay, I have to do this. How can I make it fit my energy a little bit better? Because like you said, we're so conditioned to be like work, work, work all the time. And that hustle culture equals success. Well, for a lot of us, we're getting drained we're burnt out. We have some sort of mental health thing going on because of that. So let's rewrite that. Let's not make that a thing anymore. And let's just find ways to work in a way that suits our energy and makes us find peace and contentment now, instead of down the road, like when I'm 60, I can retire and then maybe I can take a break. You know, well, you know, this is morbid, but what if you drop dead before that, then you're never getting a break. So let's live in the moment and find that peace and contentment now and just live in a better energetic way. And so sometimes it's just baby steps. And some people are ready to be like, you know what? No, I'm jumping off the ledge and I'm going to go totally change my schedule right now. So it just kind of depends on depends on yeah. personality sure. types and what you're prepared to do, what you can do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Also like kind of financial situation, family situation and all of those sort of things. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then uh, just another sort of question on, um, your coaching program. Um, so uh, when you're working with the clients, how, what is the duration of that? So I, I understand there are like two type of programs or maybe uh, more than two, but one type I understood was where you are really helping them, um, right, of kind of create their human design and un- understand that and sort of it's more like a takeaway on that side that, okay, this is this is you, this is what it is and then kind of go use it and you help them use it. And then the, I think the second part was kind of really helping them build that intuition uh, and tap into that intuition as well. So I'm um, just curious, like how are the durations of these programs, how long they are and uh, how, how much uh, of your uh, connectivity is there with the clients during that time? Yeah. So it's very different depending, I think I'd have a whole sort of menu of options, if you will, that kind of meets the needs of everybody. So there's the intuitive side where you can have just intuitive readings that might be 30 or 60 minutes, just get some clarity on where you're headed in life. And that's it. You just come and get those as you need them. There's the one-on-one mentorship and that's, you know, 30 minute sessions. And I don't necessarily have a package for those. I find like you just, again, get it as you need it. If you want to do that 10 times, awesome. If you just want to do it once, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the human design stuff, that's a little more structured. So I have this introduction to human design, um, which is an hour long session, which is where I always say that, you know, everyone should start and you learn about your type, your strategy and your authority, which are kind of the big three that really like biggest bang for your buck right away. And then um, it kind of branches off into two things. You can either do a big coaching session with me or coaching package with me that is three to four sessions, but kind of goes over many months. So it might be, um, you know, six months that it takes to do that. 
or you can kind of one at a time, like get the, the level two. So the next level of information, that one hour session, work on that. And then maybe six months down the road, you come back and you get the next level of information. But one thing that I think is really important is some human design readers do a, an entire chart unpack in one hour. And it's like, here you go. Hmm. Well, then you, you know, the information, but then it's like analysis paralysis. You're like, what do I do with this? And right. you're like, uh, and you end up putting it to the side and nothing changes. You just are like, okay, I know that now. I think it's really important to learn it in digestible chunks so you can integrate it and make those changes in your life so you can actually see and live the benefits of your design instead of just knowing the information. So both aspects of the human design part, whether you do like the full committed coaching thing where you have a little more access to me and some help throughout the process as you're kind of implementing things and integrating them and kind of digging into your shadow and conditioning, which can get really meaty and really personal. Um, you could do it that way or just one at a time kind of as you're ready to do it. And that kind of allows some financial flexibility too. So it's kind of whatever you speaks to you. Um, hmm. But yeah, but I offer lots of different things. And every once in a while, I'll have a live webinar, which is more of a group coaching thing. I have one of those coming up on November 5th, and it digs into the centers in human design. I definitely recommend learning the basics of type strategy and authority first. Um, hmm. And then if you want to sign up for that centers uh, live webinar, um, it's recorded. So you don't necessarily have to be there in person. You just have to register, um, but lots of good information. So every once in a while I have those come up too. Um, the benefit of that is usually it's a cheaper cost, but then you don't have that one-on-one -on -one dialogue with me where we can get really into your specific situation. So Gotcha. I offer all the things. It's constantly changing, whatever intuitively like sparks my interest. I kind of will offer something new, um, right. but lots of different things that hopefully call to somebody whenever they need it. Awesome. No, that's great. And uh, how many, how many clients um, on an average you work with in, at a given time uh, or in a given month, I would say? Oh my goodness. It, it just fluctuates all the time. You know, sometimes I could have maybe two coaching clients and have several little one-on-one -on -one intuitive readings pop up. Sometimes I could have like six clients that I'm working with at a time. It's just kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, but I really feel like the people that are, are going to come to me when they're meant to come to me. Like, I just feel that, I don't know, that connection is going to happen when the timing's right. So right. it's not necessarily something that I overly stress out over if that makes sense right. but yeah it really just fluctuates and I'll find ebbs and flows where like the human design stuff is big and then all of a sudden that'll kind of taper away and people will be more into getting the intuitive reading stuff and it'll it's kind of funny how that kind of coincides with each other and that changes over time and are you doing are you still doing um something else um like in terms of school and sort of teaching there uh, or are you like completely uh, now uh, from a work standpoint only doing this so, uh, this coaching yeah so I do a little bit of some other stuff too um just to kind of get through times if you know if I only have two clients in a month then maybe that's not as sure. much money so I've been experimenting a lot to kind of play with my design as well part of my design my profile is called the line three, which is like the great life experimenter. And it's a lot of trial and error. Like I'm going to try this and I'm going to do it. I may fall down on my face and it might be messy, but then I'm going to learn something. So I'm very much in that line three phase right now, but um, I'm doing a little bit of virtual assistant stuff too. 
which is yeah. kind of cool too because it offers me variety to you know like write newsletters or play with people's like social media to help market them and things like that so um lots of variety of different things but kind of stepped away from the teaching aspect at least for a nice. while so you are a writer marketer and uh, intuitive uh, coach and uh, reader uh, so it's a lot of a lot of uh, skill sets the over things. there <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing um perfect so um so uh, with that do you also do any uh, in person sort of interaction with your clients or is it mostly virtual at this point most of it is virtual. I will every once in a while pop up like there's some local, you know, sometimes metaphysical stores. I might go teach a class on human design. Like I have one of those coming up um, in my area. I live outside of Atlanta. Um, I have one of those coming up. So those will be more rare. I hope to kind of do those over time to build that um, and be able to go places and share more. I'd love to speak on those things. But right now it is a lot of online and I find you know, since COVID, that's just the easiest thing for a lot of people. Um, right. But, and I've also done some work with schools, but it has been schools online, um, you know, bringing human design to their staff and then to their kids too. And it's mostly, mostly um, you know, private schools that have a little more flexibility with what they do. So that's been really cool too. Gotcha. And this, this next question is going to be probably uh, based on my ignorance of this thing, but um, the, the intuitive part uh do you is is it more like when someone is in person sitting next to you or in your sort of circle of energy kind of thing is it like more more intuitive are you as a coach uh more intuitive at that time or if someone is sitting like uh, you're on east coast and someone is on west coast or some other country is it going to be less impactful I, uh, no, that's, um, that's a really good question because i feel like a lot of people have that I don't know, I have this notion that like being in person is going to make it more powerful, but I found right. that that's not the case. My, you know, when I've done in-person readings, it's been exactly the same for me as when I've done online readings. Cause I, I think it's nice. just, you're entering into an, a shared energetic space, even if it's across the computer, like I'm tapping into your energy and I can even do it when, um, we're not like on a call together. So if I, and I'm never going to tap into somebody without their permission, I'm not going to be like, I wonder what this person's thinking about or whatever. I'll never do that because that's very <laughs> invasive. But if somebody's like, hey, can you do a remote reading for me? I don't have time to hop on a call. Can you just meditate on me for 15 minutes and see what comes up? And then, you know, they pay me for that little session. And then I just share what comes up. It's just me tapping into their energy. So it doesn't, I've done readings for people you know, in the UK and Australia, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, as long as we're kind of energetically connected, then it comes up the same. Got it. And actually, another question on that, because um, I'm, I'm very curious about all of this. And that's why I'm asking all these questions. But um, like, let's say, let's say you teach someone to be intuitive, and it takes, let's say, six months, one year, and now they are tapping into their intuition. Um, is it going to be that when you read for them versus they reading for for themselves i don't even know if this is a thing reading for for some reading for your own but but if this is a thing then is reading for someone else more impactful and more insightful than reading for yourself i think 
there's pluses and minuses to both. You can pick up stuff for yourself, um, definitely. So that's, it's always good to journal. Like if you're sitting and meditating, you're going to have stuff come up. And like, if people have already been meditating, I, I would venture to guess they're already tapped into some sort of intuitive thing. So sometimes it's like, after you're done meditating, write down whatever popped into your head or whatever you saw or what, whatever it is. And that probably has some meaning behind it. I tend to think that sometimes we have so much bias around ourselves or the people that we're really close to. Like I tend to not do readings for like my husband or my sister or something like that, just because I'm like, I don't know if that's too close to home. So I'd rather have sure. at least some separation um, just so I feel like I can get things without any of my previous knowledge getting in the way. Right. Um, but both can be powerful things. Like it's powerful for me to meditate and see what comes up for myself um, and write that down and pay attention to how that shows up in my life. But I also am going and getting readings from other people as well so that there's no attachment to it. You know, like the people just, they just tell me what they see. And a lot yeah. of times people are, you know, with intuitive abilities are tapping into different things at, you know, different things come up for different people and they come up in different ways. So I could, you know, today go get a reading with two different intuitive readers and get two different messages. Like maybe somebody tells me all about my personal life. Somebody tells me all about my work life and maybe it's a little bit right. different. So um, it's just kind of fascinating what comes up for different people. Interesting. Interesting. Awesome. Perfect. So um, just uh, switching back on the, on the marketing, uh, on the business side of things, uh, another question on the marketing part. So you do didn't mention that you're, you, you feel like if someone is going to come to you, if someone is ready, they're going to come to you. So you're not like really wanting to go out and grab as many clients kind of thing. Um, but still, is there something that you do for marketing and putting your name out there and kind of being out there? Yeah. And this is kind of funny too, because it's very much tied to my human design. So we talked about those five energy types. Really the only people that are meant to initiate are manifestors. Everybody else, every other type is meant to respond to something or to wait for some sort of invitation. So as a projector, I'm meant to wait for some invitation before I go and do something. I've found in life, if I'm initiating and trying to get to do something, I'm going to hit a brick wall or get myself into toxic situations. So one of the things that I've sort of relearned how to do is just share the things that bring me joy. So if you look at my Instagram on any given day, I'm sharing maybe about my family or my kids or some fact about human design or intuition. I'm just sharing things. I'm not like going into people's DMs be like, do you want a reading? Do you mm. want a reading? Because that's initiating. And I know for me as a projector, that's going to feel icky energetically and it's not going to bring me anything. Right. So for me, it's all about sharing information, sharing, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. If you feel called to work with me, come work with me. So I use my human design a lot to sort of market myself, but it is a lot of sharing on Instagram, on um Facebook, just starting to dip my toes into TikTok. I'm, you know, of that older generation. So I'm like, I got to figure out the TikTok, but, um, but starting to dabble in that, but it really is for me just about sharing the things that bring me joy. And then the invitations come. So I'll be like sure. this cool thing about human design, this cool thing. And then somebody will message me and be like, Hey, I really want to sign up for a session to learn about my human design. And it, it always happens. And it, sometimes people are like, do I just like sit and twiddle my thumbs and wait for somebody to invite me to do something? Or it's like, no, 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 no. Just do the things that make you happy. 
be yourself energetically and all of those opportunities will come. So it's a little bit different. Um, and then it's also just putting myself into like new situations and going outside of my comfort zone. As long as my human design, we call it our strategy and authority are like, yeah, this feels good. Then I'll go do it. Whether that's go speak at this metaphysical store or put on this live webinar or whatever it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you, you do mostly use social media uh, just to be out there. And if someone is ready, to, uh, they'll sort of connect with you and uh, sort of reach out to you. So that that sort of approach is, is what you take most. Exactly. And, okay. and there's some like word of mouth, you know, and when I work with somebody and inevitably every time, like, this is amazing, then they'll go and share with their friends and then, you know, their friends will sign up. So um, there's a lot of that too. So just kind of, you know, sharing testimonials or things like that might be helpful to people. I see. I see. Okay. Awesome. Any, um, any further advice for um, the coaches out there who are who are about to start um, their coaching business or they're wanting to scale their coaching business any advice uh, for them you have shared uh, tons of great things but just uh, just curious if there's something else yeah I would say just find the tools that really excite you and are meaningful for you so like human design and intuition are tools that are meaningful for me and I I know I have personal experience with how they've transformed me um, I'm also kind of digging into things like neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, hypnosis. Those are things I'm kind of diving into right now and learning about myself so I can add those in the future. But I would say don't feel like there's so many of these ads that come up like make a million dollars this month by using these techniques. Well, if those techniques don't speak to you, don't stress about using those techniques. Use right. what calls to you because if it's more meaningful for you, you're going to bring about more meaningful change for other people. And then I would also say, just jump into it and do it. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a little messy, but you're going to learn as you go and get better and better. Um, if you sit around and wait for it to be perfect, you'll never do it. So um, I read a book by a lady named Denise Duffield Thomas. Uh, she has a couple of books out, but I think Chill and Prosper is the newest one. And she said something about, you know, you don't need to be an expert on something, just focus on the idea that you can be a contributor. So you're contrib like I'm contributing to the human design world or the, you know, intuitive world. I don't necessarily have to be an expert. I'm going to learn as I go and become better and better. Um, but if I think in my head that I need to be an expert before I can start, I'm never going to get started. So just take right. a chance, do it might be messy, but that's okay. That's awesome. Great advice there. Um, thanks for sharing that. We really appreciate. And and lastly, um, if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, connect with you, how do they find you? Yeah, so you can find me. My business is called Guided by Human Design. Uh, projectors are guides. So I thought I would use that in my business. So Guided by Human Design. If you look at that at TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, you can find that Guided by Human Design dot com is my website. I would say my most active place is Instagram. So that's definitely the place to look for me, but you can find me and message me in any of the places. If you are interested um, in signing up for anything, I would love to share knowledge and help people realize how awesome they are and how they were designed to be who they are. They've got their superpowers. They just got to realize that they're not flaws. They are superpowers. Awesome. Well, it, it has been great talking to you today. Um, I really appreciate uh, you getting on call and sharing this amazing 
uh, wealth of knowledge that you have um, and, and and definitely enlighten enlightening me um, on on these things uh, which which I think it's it's, it's, it's amazing uh, it's, it's amazing work that you're doing uh, so with that it was great speaking with you and uh, thanks for sharing everything and uh, take care and good luck All right, thank you Thank you.